Good morning, world. Ah, summer break is over. Time to go back to work. I do love the first day back. I wonder what time Ryan will- You're late, Pamela. Ah, Ryan, you scared the cupcakes out of me. Well, it's game time, Pamela. It was a crazy summer and we've got a new team member. Wait, what? I present to you Chatamus Maximus, the editing genius. Hi, Pamela. Uh, you can just call me Chad. Ryan added all that uh, other stuff. He is a genius, though. Listen to what Chad can do to my voice. Wow. He's like a wizard. Great to meet you, Chad. Welcome to the team. What's been so crazy about your summer, Ryan? If you want me to answer that, we got to start the show. All righty then. I'm Pamela Kirkland. And I'm Ryan Brillard. Nope. Don't like that, Chad. Uh, yep. That's better. It's Thursday, August 31st. Welcome back to the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Alrighty, Rye, spill it. What's the most pressing story on your mind? It's definitely the strikes. Hollywood has stopped. The Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild have gone on strike. Do you know about guilds? Well, guild is another word for a labor union. And a labor union is a democratic group of workers who unite to make decisions about their work conditions. Together, the workers can negotiate with their employers for better pay, better work hours, or safe working conditions. Labor unions have been around since the mid-19th century, since the Industrial Revolution. Teachers have their own unions, UPS has their own union, and even went on strike. And I just learned that Marvel's visual effect editors are trying to unionize for better working conditions. Unions are kind of like the Avengers. And in this case, if the film and TV writers and actors are the Avengers, then Thanos would be the AMPTP. That's the Association of Motion Picture and Television Producers. The AMPTP is not a union, but it's all the major studios. Netflix, Disney, Sony, Amazon, Apple, Paramount, and Warner Discovery, to name a few. The AMPTP isn't necessarily evil, but that's the power dynamic between the two sides. So right now, Hollywood, film and TV as we know it, has stopped production. Got it. So what are the WGA and SAG striking about? A lot of things, but Basically, since the dawn of streaming platforms like Netflix, writers and actors haven't been making as much money as they did when everything was on broadcast and cable television. Back then, they get paid every time their movie or show played on TV. Those payments are called residuals. What? Residuals can be for a lot of money. The cast of Friends made millions of dollars for the amount of times the episodes of the show have aired on TV. But in the streaming era, writers and actors are getting very small residual payments from streamers 
and sometimes nothing at all. And the studios won't reveal how many views their shows and movies get. And artificial intelligence is a big part of it too, right? The AMPTP wants to be able to use AI to benefit their studio, but the writers and actors want to set up rules to protect their jobs, so they can't be replaced. Yep. AI is moving faster than a cheetah on roller skates. It's bonkers. How does this affect our tenors? Most of the shows and movies that were being filmed just completely stopped. Shows like the final season of Stranger Things, Abbott Elementary, Andor, and Daredevil Reborn, and movies like Deadpool 3 and Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse won't come out when they were originally supposed to. So the writers have been on strike since May 2nd, and the actors have been on strike since July 14th. When will this end? We don't know yet, though the Writers Guild of America has restarted negotiations with the AMPTP. And if they can agree on a fair contract, the Screen Actors Guild will hopefully restart theirs soon after. Wow. I can see why you're so fired up. Film and TV are the two things you love most. Yeah, If video game programmers and pizza people unionize and go on strike, I will have nothing left to love. Except your friends, family, co-workers, and your cat Tuesday? My cat is pretty rad. Did you know that according to NASA scientists, July 2023 was hotter than any other month in the global temperature record. Did you know that it's likely the hottest in about 120,000 years, according to Scientific American magazine? Are you two talking temperature right now? Ah! Lane Farber, sweet sassafras. Hi, Lane. We were just talking about how crazy hot this summer was. You know, I love everything about the planet. Nature nerd alert! So, I've got a lot of insight about the summer heat waves. And yeah, I'm a big nature nerd. This summer, countries across the globe experienced extreme weather and record-breaking heat. In a month's time, over 10,000 heat and rainfall records were set globally. Wow! In other words, your mind wasn't playing tricks on you. It really was that hot this summer. But... Why? Well, the answer is really quite simple. The summer scorcher was caused by El Nino, heat domes, and human-caused climate change. What? Confused? Yeah, I was too when I first started hearing reports on the extreme heat this summer. But I've been brushing up on my climate science, and I'm here to break down how the temperatures have been going up this summer. Let's start with El Nino meaning little boy in Spanish. <laughs> El Nino is the name of the naturally occurring, non-predictable climate pattern that shifts the normal flow of warm water and wind in the Pacific Ocean. In early June, the National Weather Service announced that El Nino was present. So what's the big deal with this little boy? Well, the Pacific Ocean is basically a weather generator and even small changes in wind, Water temperature and ocean currents can alter global weather patterns for months. Depending on the strength of El Nino in a given year, these changes can include longer, harsher winters, flooding, drought, and elevated temperatures. This summer, El Nino's shifting winds and warm waters have been helping fuel heat waves. Lots and lots of heat waves. 
a heat wave is defined as two or more days of elevated temperatures. And all along the equator, countries have been feeling the heat, literally. In the United States, a historically large and long heat wave spread from California to Florida and lasted over three weeks. Scientists have a special name for heat waves of this magnitude. They're called heat domes. Heat domes form when atmospheric pressure pushes away clouds, allowing in more sunshine and trapping in warm air. Sort of like a giant hot bubble or a lid on a pasta pot. And I don't know about y'all, but down in New Orleans, it has definitely felt as hot as a pot of pasta about to boil over. And unfortunately for Ariel and friends, things were not much better down where it's wetter this summer as marine heat waves drove the planet's average sea surface temperature to near record-breaking highs. We're talking 100 degrees Fahrenheit, friends. That's bathtub temperature. No way. According to U.S. government data, a water temperature buoy in the Everglades National Park showed a high of 101.9 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that is a hot tub. Climate scientists state that El Nino is partially responsible for the elevated sea temperatures, but not entirely. Ocean temperatures, as well as global average temperatures, have been slowly increasing since humans began burning fossil fuels in the early 1900s. There's a lot of concern right now about the impact of these warm temperatures on coral reefs. And NOAA, that's the National Oceanic Atmospheric Association, is keeping a close eye on what the warm water means for hurricane season. Hopefully, things will cool down a bit before then, and we can go back to cool dips in the ocean. Cool, but not cool, actually. Thank you for breaking that down, Lane. I'm going to go build a fort by the air conditioner. Ryan, I like your pink top today. It matches my pink shoes. My dad always told me real men wear pink, and I've been wearing this shirt since I saw Barbie. Ryan, wasn't that in July? Yep, and the shirt still smells amazing. I also wore it to watch Oppenheimer, or should I say Barbenheimer? Barbenheimer has been huge. It was the nickname given to the release of the Barbie movie happening at the same time as the release of Oppenheimer. Lots of adults did back-to-back -back viewings on release day and helped each movie get record earnings. I know a bunch of tenors saw Barbie with their parents or other grown-ups. Our friends over at Common Sense Media rated it as good for 11-year-olds and older. Let's catch up with some of our tenors and hear what movies they saw this summer. Hi, I'm Leilani, and my favorite movie that came out this summer was probably Haunted Mansion because it's one of my favorite rides in Disneyland, and it just was an amazing movie. Hey, it's Owen, and my favorite movie from this summer was the new Spider-Man movie, Across the Spider-Verse, because it's a sequel to one of the 
best movies into the Spider-Verse, and I always liked that cartoony animation style. My favorite movie this summer was definitely the Super Mario Bros. movie. It was overall amazing, and I think the cast was pretty nice. Jack Black did an awesome job with Bowser, which is no surprise considering he's really good at his job. I mean, just look at the Peaches song. It's amazing. Peaches, 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 peaches. In the end, this movie is hands down amazing. Feels good to be back in the groove. Bye. Wow. I actually haven't seen any of those movies. I've got some catching up to do. Hey, Owen. Do you want to hit up the trivia room? Yeah, of course. Hey, Tessa, is it time for trivia? Tessa? Wait, what's that piece of paper on the trivia throne? Dear Tenors, I'm currently away on a secret mission to explore the dark side of the moon, and I'm not sure when or if I'll return. I bequeath the trivia throne to Owen in my absence. He may select others to use it as well. I hope you all have a great school year. Cheerio! Sincerely, Tessa. Whoa, sick. Hey, Owen, is this the snack room? No, but welcome to the trivia room. Whoa, I've never seen an actual throne in real life. (gasps) Can I sit on it? You sure can, as long as you're ready to answer today's trivia question. You ready? Okay, I think I'm ready. But I don't actually know if I'm ready. What is going on here? on the ten. It was so cool to go to the movies this summer and Barbie dominated the box office. Did you know that when Barbie was invented in 1959, the creator Ruth Handler wanted the Barbie doll to have an impact, and it sure has. But do you know what Barbie is named after? Is it A, Ruth Handler's dog, B, a doll-obsessed friend, or C, Ruth Handler's daughter? Ooh, that is a tough one. The answer is C, the inventor's daughter. Interesting. How nice of her to name it after her daughter. That's so sweet. The original Barbie was named after Ruth Handler's daughter, Barbara, and Ken was named after her son, Kenneth. The Barbie doll's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Pretty cool name. Tenors, do you want to join me in the trivia room and drop some knowledge? If so, visit the 10news.com slash contacts to get in touch, and we might have you on the show! Ryan, wake up! Hey there, Barbie! Let's go party! Uh, Oh, oh, hi, Pam. Uh, uh, sorry, I was sleeping. There's been so much to catch up on this summer. I'm pretty pooped. I know. We still need to wrap up the show. We've missed giving so many 10 new snaps to our listeners over the summer. But before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust? You need Shopify for retail. 
With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Time for 10 new snaps. Tanner Goop Juice, heart, a.k.a. heart, Ari heart, left us this review on Apple. My favorite podcast. I listen to it every night while I'm sleeping. I love it. Five stars, 10 out of 10, totally recommend. Thanks, Goop Juice slash Ari, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. We are changing up our release days this season, and 10 Things You Need to Know drops every Tuesday, and our in-depth reports drop every Thursday. But if you want some bonus content, you can join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts. The 10 News creative team is proudly wearing pink and feeling like a billion dollars and includes Tracy Crooks, Logan DeYoung, Kareen Katabine, and Chad Shanai. Our favorite nature nerd, Lane Farber, contributed to this episode. And thanks to our tenors, Owen, Leilani, and Everett. If you want to be on the show as one of our tenors this season, reach out to us. Give us a call. Leave us your info at 877-T-E-N-N-E-W-S. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. It sure does feel good to be back. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) 
New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.